Three, two, one, action. Yes, sir. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Millionaire Mansion podcast. My name is James Hodgkin. I'm the owner of the Millionaire Mac Club, and we believe millionaire is defined by the mindset, not monetary status. And today we have a very, very, very special guest dear to my heart, my big sister, Stephanie Hodgkin. She is a crazy power lifter. She'll outlift anybody listening to this. And I promise you that because she's won some state titles. Um, she works on works in online real estate, helps helps sells how helps sell houses to for open door. And you know, just a great, enthusiastic, ambitious, funny, dear. There's a bunch of adjectives I could keep going. But, you know, this my sister. I'll let her give you a little bit more of a rundown on her. So, Steph, how you feeling? Let them know who you are. What's up? What up, everybody? Like you said, my name is Stephanie. Everybody calls me Steph. Um, I am the oldest sister of James, your fearless leader here, um, the boss man himself. I, like you said, I'm a powerlifter. It's something that I've been doing for quite a while. Um, it's it's fun. It's hard. It's challenging. It's something. It's you against the weight, and nobody compare you can prepare you except for you. So um, I'm really happy to be here today. Like you said, I work in real estate, so I know a little bit about that, and I'm just excited to join you guys today and kind of, you know, get that mentality right. Right. So, man. So Steph, Steph, what are we're, we're seven years apart, and then we got another sister, Jessica. And, you know, it's crazy just growing up in the household with me, you, Jessica, and my mom. And then we're cool with our dad. We'd see our dad. And, but in our direct family, it's really me, dad, and then the rest are women, really. Yeah. Think about it. And so, like, coming up, it's just so, so amazing to see you, Jess, Steph, Auntie Sandra, Auntie V, Auntie Lynn, all these, all these people, Grandma Star, all these strong women in this, in this country that may not necessarily give you the easiest path and not saying that anybody gets an easy path, but you know, all odds, not all odds, but great amounts of odds are stacked against y'all. So it's, it's amazing to see how powerful and how, how, how abundant y'all live. So I actually wanted to talk about that with you and talk about your sense of power. Where does power come from to you? What is real power? Mm. And what does that word mean to you? Yeah, power. I guess you have to start by defining what does power mean? I feel like power it really has a lot of definitions depending on what we're talking about. Um, I feel like power sometimes has a negative connotation to it because you think, oh, somebody's so powerful. It's somebody to be scared of. But and what you're talking about, power is something that's important, especially as a woman or a woman of color or any type of minority to um, or really anybody in general to know that you have power and how to harness that power and how to distribute it in a way that is going to make the world a better place. It's something that all starts with knowing that you have it. I think 
that's what's so important in knowing that power isn't what you think it is. Like it's not in movies. It's not telling people what to do and being mean. It's really, for me, I think power is about knowing who you are um, because everything that you create and everything that you're about, it all comes from within. So um, knowing the power that you have within yourself and knowing what things you can do to harness that power, that's real power. Um, and then it's something that kind of just, it's like happiness. When you're happy, somebody else can see that you're happy. So when you're feeling powerful, you can see that and the people kind of fall in line behind you and uplift you as your leader. So um, yeah, I feel like that's really where power comes from. It's really within. I like that. And I feel like that that definition that you gave of like, true power comes from understanding yourself and understanding that the real power that you have is you. And that's something that like I talk about a lot on the pod is like understanding what you can control versus what you can influence. All the things that you can control are intrinsic. There's nothing that you can actually control outside of you. You can influence a lot of things. I can influence my phone across the screen. I can influence this microphone across the screen, but I'm not truly controlling it. And I feel like that's where a lot of people will get caught up is thinking that power has to be given to you or power power is something that only certain titles or certain people have. Like, yes, even, even in like a hierarchy at like a workplace, you have your boss, you have your supervisor, manager, there's different positions of power but you still have power over yourself and if a good leader will make you feel like you have all the power in the world which you do to get your job done and right. that's that's with anything in the world really and honestly that's where we need to I, in my opinion people need to retap into is understand the power that they have you don't have to you don't it, it, it really turns into something bigger to me like you don't have to be what everybody says you need to be like the the power that you have you can actually like the saying isn't cliche like it's cliche but it's true like you can be whatever you want to be like if you understand your sense of power so I think that's dope um I liked what you said earlier when you were introducing yourself when you said you're a power lifter and it's you versus the weights and I feel like that's translatable to life so in terms of like power lifting and like what lessons what lessons has pushing that type of weight coming overcoming physical adversity that turns into mental adversity what are some of the lessons that you've seen translate into real life oh that's a good question and it's actually something that I'm kind of dealing with on a daily basis um but I wanted to hit on something that you said something that's really important is um the inside power versus the outside power I think we live in a world that it's constantly reminding us that there's so many things out of our control there's so many different crazy things that are going on there's so many different good things that are going on and sometimes we just feel powerless like kind of stuck in the middle like okay what am I supposed to do and you really hit on knowing those small things that really harness your power and knowing those for yourself and knowing that nobody can make you do anything. Whatever is happening outside, yes, there's relevance, but there's a choice every time, every situation, every instance, there's a choice and you there's power in that and deciding what you wanna do and how you 
react to those things that are going on. Um, and I was, when you were talking, I was thinking of a quote from Spider-Man, Uncle Ben says, with great power comes great responsibility. So responsibility all falls on you. You know what you mean? What I mean? Like it's, it's all about you and what you choose to do. Uh, oh, that's facts. Cause like, huh? this is something that like, just off that, that's something I noticed is like through my like intentional self-development, the more you tap into yourself, the more you'll realize the things that you actually want to do. And then mm-hmm. that's where you're creating the responsibility because I feel like, like, responsibility could have a negative connotation. Some people shy away from responsibility, but you're going to have responsibility regardless if you're still breathing. So you might as well create responsibility in, in areas that you want to be a part of that you want to be delegating your time to. So I, 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 that, oh, that quote, that quote hit for sure. And even more than that, empower yourself. We're, since we're on the topic of power, empower yourself through responsibility i'm responsible for this 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 and this i can't control this this and this that's Mm. fine but these are the things that i am responsible for so that's what i'm gonna worry about that's what i'm gonna do and that's what's gonna keep me pushing forward so yeah those things are important but to answer your question um like i said yeah powerlifting it's it's a sport for those of you who don't know it's a weightlifting sport um the three main lifts are squat bench and deadlift and basically you have three attempts to lift the most amount of weight that you can um you train in the gym and then you compete at competition so i just came off of competition maybe a couple months ago um and then i got sick so i got covid and now i'm kind of building myself back into it um i think my biggest lesson has been, it really is you versus you. You're your best cheerleader and you're your worst critic. You're the only person that's going to hold yourself back. So um, for me, I've really learned inside of the gym, consistency is key. And I think consistency is something that can be applied throughout all of our lives. It doesn't matter what it is, what we're talking about. Being consistent in whatever it is, is going to show you a better outcome um so that's probably my biggest lesson and then my second lesson is definitely um like I just said the it's me versus me at the end of the day I I'm the only person I can compare myself to is myself my level of success um where I'm at in my life what I want to do with my life those are all things to be compared to only me because there's only one me on the planet there's only one you um nobody knows exactly what anybody else has been through which again is powerful since we're on that topic so right and I feel like the me versus me it's so relevant because uh I seen this uh, I seen this thing the other day talking about like think about your little voice inside as like a roommate and would you let like some some of us be talking to ourselves crazy like Yes. Really negative. And you would I, never say those things. The things that we say to ourselves, you would never say that out loud to somebody right. ever. Exactly. And like, I'm a victim of that, like for sure. And that's something that I'm growing on. But it's like something to be conscious of. Like, all right, I'm stuck with me. I'm stuck with the voice in my head my whole life. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no way out of it until death. So why would I let myself talk to me how I wouldn't let you talk to me like I wouldn't let you say something crazy to me and the the thing with it like where the real power comes in is like 
I seen this other thing, like, if you don't spend time with yourself, like intentional quality time with yourself, then you're a stranger, like you're a stranger to yourself. So it, you don't realize how powerful your words really are because you don't understand. You may not fully understand that you are the main character to your movie. Like mm-hmm. you may the feel only like, consistent. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't understand that nobody else can make your life float besides you, like other people can help you out. Your mom can help you out. Your sisters can help you out. Other people can help you progress, but the only person that can truly like the ocean's going to keep flowing, no matter if there's sailors on the, on the ocean or not, the waves are going to keep crashing. The waves aren't going to get any bigger or smaller. So it's on you to set sail. You see what I'm saying? So absolutely correct. for those of y'all that are listening, just be conscious of how you're talking to yourself and understand that words are powerful. Words may be the most powerful thing on this earth. Maybe. Like I could argue that Definitely. for sure. So Definitely. make sure you're watching how you're talking to yourself for real. Well, let me ask you something. What you brought up is negative self-talk, which I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that any a lot of us deal with. And it's something that we don't even know about. So since that's something that you're currently working on, do you have any tips for everybody who's listening? What's a way to help eliminate or reduce your negative self-talk? Like, what do you do to kind of... So there's, for me, I'm realizing there's a bunch of different levels to it. And like the simple solution is obviously stop, stop talking to yourself like that, but it's not that easy to fix. So what I'm realizing and how I've actually seen positive results and positive change is you need to go to the root of the problem, the root of why you're talking to yourself like that the root of the belief that you're saying because if you're saying it then more times than not you believe it so like let's say I'm playing basketball and I'm I I shoot and I miss and oh you can't shoot do I actually do I actually believe that or did I just react real quick right am I reacting impulsively so what you need to do is go to the root of the problem, find out where you first adopted that limiting belief. Uh-huh. And you need to figure out there's the truth, there's truths, and then there's reality. Like, so if you keep saying something to yourself over and over and over and over and over again, you may believe it, but that's not what reality is. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you need to if you want to cure your self-talk and clean up your self-talk, like I said earlier, take intentional time, become familiar with yourself, find out what are things, what are words that other people say to you that may make you feel good and realize that you can, you can say those words to yourself unlimited about of times. You see what I'm right. saying? Like for me, something I realized is like, I would qualify the quality of my work based off somebody else's I'm proud of you. And then once I realized, once I realized how powerful the statement I'm proud of you, James is, then I shoot after I get off. James, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, bud. Yeah. So find out those things that make you tick that other people may give you and realize that everything that you need is within you so it all comes back down to spending quality time 
with yourself. So through meditation, journaling, journaling is the biggest thing. Journaling is the biggest thing. And another quick fix is write out, write out the negative phrases that you typically say, and then write out the counter or the reality to that. Like, so if you say, oh, I am dumb. All right. If I catch myself saying I am dumb, then you got to replace it three times more. So I am smart. I am progressing and I am learning every day, like something like that. Cause I am, I am statements are literally the strongest, most progressive words that we have in our, in our English, English vocabulary. So use that to your power and understand that your words are more significant than anybody else's around, anybody else's around you. And all of it is just perspective. So yeah, really, really spend some intentional time by yourself for sure. That's absolutely yeah. a fact. Another tip that I would give is um, being conscious is probably the biggest thing that you can have in any toolbox, um, regardless of what type of success you're chasing, regardless of what type of journey you're on. Being conscious of what's going on with yourself is a big deal. So even just catching yourself like, oh, that was so stupid, Stephanie. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Apologize to yourself, you know, like treat yourself as if you are your own best friend. Right. If you called your best friend stupid, you would apologize for that. So apologize to yourself, check yourself. And then just as James is talking about when it's time for your one-on-one -on -one time with yourself, go down and like, okay, let's, let's journal about what, what went down today. Like that was not my normal self or I didn't respond the way that I normally would respond. So let me just write about it a little bit. And you'll kind of be surprised by what actually gets put on the paper, things that you didn't even know were in your head at first. Uh, no, that's the thing. That's, that's the power of journaling right there is like thoughts that just get shoved because there's so many thoughts going rapidly. So like, if you don't take time to consciously think about them, they'll just get shoved down and they're not going to disappear. They're not going to disappear. And they're like a little kid. Like they, have you ever noticed like little kid, you used to work with little kids, like little kids will come bug you at the most unnecessary, unwanted time. Like you're like, like, can you not tell I'm doing something? Like, like do you I'm, see me with both hands full on one hand? Right. Step, 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 step. Like, yeah. Words are like little kids. Like, they'll come around. They'll either, whoa, you'll either match the energy. You'll be super, super energetic, super positive. Or they'll just come and totally flip the mood. So really, really give those attention. Give those attention either way it goes. And know that they're real. And like something that you said, like the I'm stupid thing, like really realize you may be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Those add up. Those add up. The I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. And then when it's when it's your time to shine, your time to be in an intelligent position, you you've been diminishing yourself. You've been chipping at the stone. You've been chipping at the stone all this time. And you wonder why you're not, you're not performing how you think you should be, but you've been slowly but surely self-sabotaging. So really pay attention to that. Really pay attention to that. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. So I have a question for you. So in terms, what, what advice could you give? Because I, I could only imagine like, living in America, being a minority, being a woman, how do you, how, what helped you 
find your sense of power, find your sense of confidence in Ooh, everything. I love in life. this question. Okay, I think I have the perfect answer because as you we were talking, um, um, I think my answer is going to be putting yourself in different situations. Mm. Um, I was very blessed with the way that all three of us grew up, me, James, and our other sister, Jessica. Um, we were constantly put in different situations with different types of people. Um, I mean, a lot of the times we were the only Black people in the room. You know, a lot of the times um, I find myself in situations where I'm the only person that speaks English, or I'm the only person that looks like me, or I'm the only person that, you know, so I think being, what's the word that I'm looking for? Being diverse and being open to different situations, different people, different things, knowing that it's okay to be the only person that looks like you in the room or the only person with a certain thing that might stand out a little bit. Um, it, it definitely gave me, um, that's where I feel like a lot of my power comes from because it, it kind of eliminates like a level of like fear or anxiety that goes with like maybe going into a new place that's something that I feel like a lot of people run into you get kind of scared to go into a new place you're like okay what if there's nobody like me or what if there's nothing that's comfortable or familiar well the more unfamiliar you are with places now that's a familiar like familiar familiar layer blah, blah, blah. you know what I'm talking about that's something that's now familiar you know what I mean if I'm walking into a place okay I know nobody in here is gonna speak English that's fine I've been around that before if I know, okay, I've got to go do something that I've never done before, that's okay, because I've, I've done that before. So um, I was blessed to really grow up that way. We were put in a lot of unique situations, but I think it's something that I've carried even into my adult life, and it's something that I would recommend for anybody who's listening. Um, continue to put yourself in different types of situations. Go places where you're not expected to be, or talk to people that you wouldn't expect to be talking to, because putting yourself outside of that comfort zone is going to build up your comfort level. So when it comes to something new, you're already ready for that. You're like, it's fine. It's new, but I'm not worried about it. So um, does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers. And I can, yeah, obviously like we grew up similar, grew up in the same household, but I can really relate to that. And like, like you said, like if you're not putting yourself in, in spontaneous situations where different things, different outcomes that you can't even fully calculate often, then you're going to constantly feel powerless and understand, understand like we live in a realm of infinite possibilities. So if you're one of those pessimistic thinkers, understand, okay, if you're thinking about the worst outcome, then match the same energy and think about the best outcome. Don't just think about one side. And if you're super optimistic, think about the duality of both. So that's my tip to y'all. Like if you're going to take that advice, which you need to put yourself in random situations, put yourself in random classes, listen to some new type of music, like just do different developmental stuff and understand that there's duality to both. Like there's even in a perfect situation, the situation isn't perfect if you actually dig into it. So understand that and the biggest and another thing that I thought of when you were talking about uh, putting yourself in random situations and not being comfortable because you may not be 
uh, like everyone else in the room, that's good. You want to be an anomaly. Yep. And the only reason that you may feel powerless or you may feel fearful is because of lack of knowledge. Ask questions. There's so much power in questions. Ask questions. And the next thing is if you if you come in confident and not not overly confident, not underly confident, but if you come in confident knowing that you're 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 you, like there's nobody else that you can be. If you know that you're you and somebody tries to diminish you or put you down for it, just understand that that's typically because they're jealous of the confidence. They're jealous of the the solid the solidification that you have within you. So they're trying to make them feel better by bringing you down to where they feel like they are. So so reach on it, brother. I, right, keep, keep an eye out for that. Like people aren't actually hating on you because they hate you or have something against you. It's because of their inner conflict. Yeah, so, sometimes it's it's some nine times. What I always like to say is nine times out of ten, it doesn't have anything to do with you. When people right. are being rude or whatever the case is, it it doesn't have to do with you. Sometimes it does have to do with you, but nine times out of ten, it doesn't. They're going through their own thing. It's none of your business. <laughs> what right. you think about me is none of my business. I'm here to take up unapologetic, positive space. Enjoy where I'm at. That's what it's all about. I mean, since we're on the topic of power again. One of the most powerful women that I know is our grandma. What she, the song that she used to sing to us all the time, it's it's a church song, but um, this little light of mine and the, the words, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. You know, when you walk into a room and unapologetically take up space, you'll be surprised. Real confidence versus con- false confidence are two completely different things. When you walk in a room like you're supposed to be there, they're going to be like, hey, how are you? What's your name? What are you doing here? Versus like you walk in the room like, hey, I'm here. They're going to be like, ew, who is she? What's wrong with her? You know, you walk in like you belong there. So it it opens up some doors for you. Right. And it, it really does. That, it, that's so, it's so crazy <laughs> how like people will pick up on that energy. Cause I was just thinking about it. Like I've been in some situations where like, like just this past weekend when I was at Nike, like I was just walking around, like yeah. I've never been in the, this Nike employee store, but like, I'm walking around, like not looking confused, like just walking around curious, like, like with an adventurous spirit. And somebody came up, excuse me, sir, you work here. Um, no, I, I, I swear that, that type of thing happens to me all the time. Everybody else could be wearing a uniform. They come ask me, ma'am, where's the, no, do I look like I work here? Right. No, but I look like I belong here because I do belong here. I'm here. So I belong. You know right. what I mean? Like you got to just take up space that way. The same thing happens to me where I have a lot of random people come up and tell me stories like about, <laughs> tell me about your great grandma and your great grandpa and how they got together during World War II, blah, blah, blah cool like I look like I belong I'm, I'm bringing a sense of comfort because they're like hey if she's here and she's fine then I can be here and I can be fine so right. it is bigger than you it, it's it's a service not only to yourself and your own confidence and your own success but it really does change whatever room or situation that you're in so 100%. take advantage when you have those opportunities exactly just try to be as personable as possible because if you really think about it if you're walking in the room nervous there's probably mad people nervous more 
or the same amount as you. So like if you like you said, like if you walk in, accept how you're feeling and understand that it can change, be ready for the change, then people will people will naturally gravitate gravitate towards you, even if they don't have a real reason we're vibrational beings like people pick yeah. up on that energy understand that energy that it's like unseen like it's no coincidence that those people are coming up to you talking to you randomly acting like they've known you for years it's because you just like we all need to develop a sense of like connectivity like there's no I'm not above you I'm not below you like we're all right here if you really think about it like take away the money take away the laptops take away the internet take away shoes take away jewelry take away titles all of that what do you get you get a human being that needs water food to use the restroom and needs to reproduce all of us are here to do the same thing so yeah and like understand the power that you carry as a human being is so important and it's something that we're getting away from honestly through like COVID time like COVID times and like all everything internet is something like it's really starting to diminish and we're putting our power into things that aren't real in a sense in my opinion and so it's so important to go back to the root of things, go back to the root of things, go back to the root of things. Like that's where true power comes from. Where was the foundation built? Find out where the foundation came from. And I think for me, tying it back to exactly what you're talking about in COVID times, because I don't care if you've had COVID, believe in COVID, whatever. In this time, since last year to now, things are different. This world is different. Things have shifted. And a lot of us are feeling powerless or less power so going back to the root and the root being what makes you feel powerful what's power to you and knowing that it's not always just big muscles or somebody being loud or somebody telling you what to do it's all these things that we've been talking about all those small things all those intentions all the all the things that you can work on for yourself those are your pieces of power and those are the things you get to take back and those are the your time is power your words are power, your thoughts are power. Take those things back and go back to those roots and say, okay, what does this do for me? Where's the power in this? Yeah. Those are the roots you need to be tying back to. So exactly. And like with that, like with in terms of like definitions, this is something like I, I talk to my friends a lot about don't get so caught in a definition of a word when it can't even perfectly describe how you're feeling like your sense of power doesn't have to be the same as mine and that may mess up the function of English not English functions but we're all so unique we're all the same but so different that by me trying to use the power the definition of power that you said earlier like, yeah, some, there's some truth in it for me. And then there's some more that I can add. So understand that this is another thing of power. Like understand that it's not, life isn't a one size fits all. It isn't all you have to take, 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 take. No, you need to be an input too. You need to be an output. You need to be input and an output, right? 
So focus on that, focus on that, focus on that. Focus, focus. Intention is everything. Intention is everything. Um, I know you wanted to talk about some of the 48, what is it, the 48 laws? 48 laws of power? Yeah. I don't know if anybody out there has ever heard of it. It's a book. I've heard it's really good. I've read some parts of it. Um, I just find them really interesting. Basically, it lists out 48 different laws to obtain power. I personally feel like the way that it's worded is a little bit controversial. It's not something that you would normally expect when talking about power. Um, so I brought a couple for you guys today just so we can kind of think about them a little bit. Um, the first one that I came across is never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. So in the book, it'll explain exactly what they mean by that. But I was wondering, I brought this up to James. What do you think that means? Or what do you think, how do you think that would apply to your philosophy and the way that you choose to use your life? How do you either use that as it is, or how would you flip it and make it something that ties back to what you believe? Right. So the way that I just comprehended it, what it means is, so never put too much trust in your friends and learn how to count on your enemies. Was that the end? So learn how to use your enemies. Learn how to use your enemies. So what it means to me is oftentimes when we're looking for things to get done, we'll either look at ourselves or the people in our close circle to get it done. But at the same time, if you put too much trust in your friend to do a job that they may not be fully adequate to do then mm -hmm. that's that's gonna you're not gonna get the best results so if you learn how to use your enemies and learn how to keep those bridges stay civil you I'll scratch your back you scratch my back you're the best in town at this and I want the best done for whatever I'm doing so if you understand how to how to reach out to those enemies and mm -hmm collab and get a job done then that's going to be so much more progressive than anything else like if you're just trying to stay in your circle if you're trying to stay in your circle and only count on the people that you've been counting on since day one then you guys aren't going to get that much diversity on your projects you're not going to get that much different outlook and uh like there's just so much perspective from each of us if you're staying around the common the common knowledge then you're not going to get the full observation so learning how to work with different types of people understanding that different people can apply different things and the crazy thing is i actually want to relate this to another thing that i heard so i was listening to this dude and he was talking about heaven and hell so basically he was like here I don't know what everybody's religious beliefs are, spirituality beliefs, but just bear with me. Take this for what it take. Take this for the words, not not necessarily the belief. Basically, what he was saying, he was like, the way that heaven and hell can be thought of, or a story that was told to tell it, is say there was people with short, very very short arms, really really long spoons, and they all wanted to eat. So since they had really really long spoons and their short arms, they couldn't feed themselves. So the people in hell, they were just trying to feed themselves. And so none of them ended up eating. But the people in heaven, they had the same body type, the same short arms, same, same length spoons, 
But since they try to feed others, once they realize they couldn't feed themselves, they're like, all right, bet, Steph, here you go. Take a bite off my spoon. And then Steph was like, all right, bet, here, take a bite off my spoon. So since mm -hmm. there were there were people in collaboration thinking for the greater of good, they gave and then they received. So I feel like that goes along with the quote. Like, if you're only looking to serve your people, then you're not progressing. Like, you need to realize that we're all on the same team. Whether you're best friends, white, black, a soccer player, a basketball player, a girl, a boy, we're all on the same team progressing for the same team. So realize that and realize that you can you can benefit off of anybody and anybody can benefit off you. You just need to remain optimistic. So what what do you what did you take from it? Um I don't know, I kind of struggled with this one just because. I feel like friends are people that you should trust in more than anything. If if I consider you a friend, I trust you almost wholeheartedly, most likely. So to say never put too much trust in your friends, I think I would tie it back to, um, I would tie the trust back to expectations without really knowing exactly what they meant in the book. I would try to trust back to expectation and I would kind of take it the same way you did. Don't expect too much of your friends. They have their own life. They have their own things going on. They're still humans at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how much they care about you. They have stuff to do as well. Um, and then the second part of it, learning how to use your enemies. I, I, I think almost the same as you. It's like any, every moment is a new opportunity. No person is a bad person. It's just how are you choosing to deal with them? So if I need, I don't know, you're talking about spoons. Let's say I need a bowl for to eat my cereal and my enemy has the bowl. Hey, I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to be wary of it, but I'm going to use what I have around me, you know? So it's just about knowing that there's an opportunity in each moment and being intentional and conscious on what you choose to do with each person and the level of interaction that you have with that person. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's all about connections. It's who you know, it's what you know, it's, so you can't count the enemies out, I guess. And with that same, that same tip, like, maybe I'm not the one to give the most perspective on it, but don't, in my eyes, like this life is too short to have true enemies. Like if you have a true enemy, that means that you have constant energy, yeah. whether it's completely conscious or unconscious, you have conscious negative energy towards someone else. And that energy spills off into other things. So right. And it comes taking energy back. from it's, you, right? It's a waste it's, of your own energy more than anything else, because that person is not worried about you at all. But if you know that, I'm not saying neither of us are saying go out there and be best friends with every single person, anybody that's ever done you dirty. But forgiveness obviously is very important. Um, but then choosing your level of interaction and being intentional in your interaction is very important. There could be somebody that I don't necessarily like. We could sit down and do a project together if that's what we need to do. Cause that's what I need to do. All right. Don't be stuck in your way and don't let the past be the end all be all. Let that be a, one of the deciding factors, but it's not the end all be all. That may be an influence in the, in the situation that may be an evaluation of the situation. How did this person do me in the past? What is their typical trends? 
but don't let that be the end all be all you like like i said earlier you got to look at the dualities if, if you're only looking at the negatives then you're not getting the full evaluation you're just doing yourself bad so, yeah look at my brother isn't he so smart guys thank you very nice um you want to talk about one more yeah let's talk about one more all right cool i'm gonna choose Mm, we won't do the third one because you already know how I feel about intentions because the third one that I had picked is conceal your intentions well let's talk about that one you know how I feel about intentions intentions I feel like are very important I think sometimes as humans we're not perfect we don't do things the way that we're supposed to but sometimes or a lot of the times I feel like the intention gets lost in the in the message sometimes um I can mean well and tell you hey I really don't want you to do that and you could think that I'm saying it because you think I don't want you to have or do this thing, but my intention behind it may be to help you or to keep you safe or something like that. So what's your thoughts on concealing your intentions in terms of using that as a way to gain power? Mm. Mm, this one, when you- That was hard, right? When you first sent it to me, I was like, Hmm. Let me think about it for a second. Because I don't really like it. In my opinion, concealing your intentions is being dishonest. Being dishonest is not a way that I want to do business. It's not a way that I want to live my life. And it's not a way that I want to move forward. So concealing your intentions is automatically something that's problematic for me because I'm not going to do that. I want you to know my intentions. But if I'm looking at it from the flip side, at least for me, I'm thinking conceal your intentions until it's necessary to let them out I guess I mean you can do a little ninja move like sneak in go do what you need to do and be like hey guys this is my intention the whole time this is what I'm trying to do for me that's the best that's the only thing I can think of in terms of success as to why I wouldn't want my intentions known from the beginning um or Oh, you know what? This might help you with your answer. I think we were just talking about this the other day where you don't necessarily want somebody to know the end result because you want them to get it. You want them to get there themselves. Right. And maybe that's, that's like, a way that you, yeah, that's exactly. Remember we were talking about it when you were working on your thing. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he was working on a project and the project is, I don't want to give it away. So basically there's steps that you have to take and James wants you to get to a certain place by getting, by taking those steps, but he doesn't want you to tell you, he doesn't want to tell you the place that he's getting to because he wants you to make the journey for yourself. So maybe does that kind of make a connection uh, for you? Yeah. So that, that actually, I was thinking on that tip, like conceal your intentions. I feel like it gives, it gives a sense of like, going back to what we talked about at the beginning like i'm not necessarily i necessarily saying i agree with the with the law or whatever but <laughs> i'm just giving some perspective yeah. so conceal your intentions so if we go back to the beginning and talk back to the beginning of the podcast and talk about where does true power come from it comes from within so if you know your intention and you act on it then i feel like you acting on the intention is you putting the intention into something physical, into something that can monetize, right? Right. So now it's on person B 
to convey what your intention was. And if they don't fully comprehend or understand, then that's on them to ask you or to develop their own perspective or their mm. own thoughts on what your intentions were. Because think about it like this. Think about it like this. If I tell you, if I tell you, hey, Steph, like if I ask you for a fake, mm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's say, let's say, uh, I'm thinking, oh, okay. I got an example. So let's say, you know, that I, you have a charger, a challenger, challenger, charger. charger. So let's say, you know, I've been looking to buy a challenger, right? But then I come up to you two weeks later after we have a, the original conversation that I want to buy a challenger and I'm like, Hey, Steph. I think you should really sell your car. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you go. I'm like, you should really sell your car. And you're there like, you go. you're like, huh? Like, why do I need to sell my car? I'm like, look, you can get this benefit, this benefit, this benefit. And then, but in your mind, you may perceive it as, no, he just wants my car. He just wants me to sell it quick to him. Da, 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 da. You may think that's my intention, but in reality, I wanted you to sell your car. Like this could be a test of trust because I'm like, all right, bet if she sells her car, then I'm going to give her a Hellcat, which is an upgrade yeah. of your car. Right. So, yeah. so, or a SRT, whatever y'all get the point. But basically like it's on, I gave my power. I gave my, even, even if I, even if you came up to me, like James, like, why do you want me to sell your car? And I'm like, look, just trust me. Like, I have, I have the best intent in your favor. And you're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, you just want my car. Yeah. Right. You just want my car. I'm like, all right, but you don't know that because I want to upgrade your car. Even if I tell you that, I feel like it's more discouraging if I tell you my intention and you still think I'm negatively trying to affect you. So I think that's where like the law is trying to protect your power yeah. is like, like, I, I, I kind of feel like it goes into the action speaks louder than words. Like, if you know your intention, then do do what you think you need to do to get that attention across and then yeah. let everybody else perceive how how it's how they perceive it. Because even if I tell you my intention. Just because, you know, my intention doesn't mean that the action equals it. So I feel like it's better to act, have intention have intention and then obviously that will increase the likelihood that your action will be beneficial or translatable to what your intention was compared right. to if you didn't have an intention but understand that just because you have a positive intention doesn't mean it's always gonna come out not that way yeah about that way and even if I have your best interest even if I have your best interest like say say I'm a millionaire and I give five bucks to a homeless person, they can perceive me as like, oh, you're greedy. You have millions of dollars in the bank, but you can only give me five. Like yeah. what? I gave you money. And that was my intent was to help you increase yeah. your, your financial standing, which I did. Could I have done more? Maybe, but that wasn't my intention. What was your intention of getting, getting from me? You see what I'm saying? So yep. I feel like 
I don't know. I don't know if I agree or if I disagree, but I definitely, I can see both sides. I can see I, both sides. I think the more we talk about this one, it's probably my favorite one. I, I'm pretty sure it's number three in the book, either two or three in the book. But going off of what you're just talking about, it makes me think of concealing your intention. So intentions are the end results. If to me, you're successful, if the person that you're trying to do, whatever it is that you're trying to do with understands your intention and it's taken for what it is. So if you conceal your intention, it kind of builds curiosity in that same example that you're giving um, with the car. I don't really know what you're, so what you're trying to do. So concealing your intention is something that could potentially be of benefit to you, or maybe even a better example of when it is something that's beneficial. Let's say I'm trying to sell something to you. You know, the people in the mall, when they're, they're always trying to sell you like either straighteners or like products for your hand or something like that. If they're like, Hey, miss, have you washed your hands today? I mean, I know your intention is to sell to me, but since you didn't say that right out loud, Oh yeah, I washed my hands today. Oh, here, let me, let me help you wash your hands again. You know what I mean? Concealing the end intention allows for curiosity. And they say, I mean, curiosity kills the cat, but curiosity also gets you to where you need to be. So um, it's progressive. I think, I can see how that can build power. Right. And I feel like by you concealing, like this is basically uh, re-saying what you said, like by you concealing your power, you're giving the, the other party, the third party, the opportunity to develop their own intention in the situation yeah. and not be, not have their have their own pure intention because they're going to develop an intention either way it goes. But if you explicitly tell your intention right away, then that may influence their intention. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Man, this was, this was a good one. Powerful. Power. We'll end it on. If you take away one thing, uncle Ben says with great power comes great responsibility. Stephanie and James say, the power comes from within. Power comes from within. So be intentional. Harness that power. Nice. Identify that. Well, let me do it this way. Be intentional. Identify the power. Harness the power and use it because you got it. Nobody else. It's you versus you. I think that's a t-shirt. I don't know what brand it is. Yeah, Shout out to that brand. You versus you. Shoot. Yep. We might have to throw that on our own t-shirt. Yeah, might as well. Speaking of T-shirts, we got the Shopify store coming soon. Yours truly, Stephanie, came. She came out with the T-shirt design. Just stay posted. Stay tuned. That's coming soon. The seven and seven reset is coming soon. I'm trying to help you progress. I'm trying to help you get to where you need to go. So, Steph, any any last thoughts? Man, I just want to say thank you for having me. I want to wish everybody out there a great night, a great rest of your week. Be intentional. Be positive. Know that each moment each moment is another opportunity to do something great. You don't have to wait for the next day or the next month. Hey, we're coming up on October, so make it a good one. Let's kill the rest of this year and have some fun. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Hey, make sure y'all like, subscribe, smash that bell, all that good stuff. If anything was beneficial, make sure you share. That's the biggest thing. And like my grandma used to say, keep going, keep growing. Love y'all. Peace.